everybody. It's Jesse Lynn. Welcome back to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast, folks. I am absolutely stoked about today's guest who has joined us. Not only is she a fellow musician, but y'all, she's from one of my favorite places that I have ever yet to visit. She is from Australia, okay? And she currently lives in LA and is Palm Springs based. So, I mean, hello, living kind of my secondary life here that I just dream of having. Um, But she is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the music business. She is a former and current current Josie Music Award winner and, of course, nominee and just has some amazing projects coming up. Folks, I want you to help me in welcoming Danny Stefanetti to the podcast. How are you doing? Oh, nice to meet you, Jesse. And wow, I could get you to write my biography. <laughs> hey, hey, we could do <laughs> it. We could do it. Nice intro. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you. I try to, you know, I try to hype everybody up because, you know, I'm obviously sitting here and uh, of course I know you, thank goodness, uh, through a good friend of ours, Jeff Panzer. And uh, so, you know, yeah. I've, I've been able to keep up with you on the social media world and all of this, but I'm like, okay, folks may not know who this is and I want them to be excited to go check you out and not to mention your oh, mad guitar you. playing skills either that have gone oh. viral. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, as you see from probably my videos, I'm pretty attached to the guitar. Most of my work is with the guitar. But Jeff Panzer, my manager, speaks highly of you and actually introduced me to your music. Oh, fantastic. Uh, about a, a year ago, I heard this rodeo queen, country queen, mm-hmm. and he showed me a picture of you, and then I heard the music, and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's like Shania Twain. Oh, my oh my gosh, that's a major compliment. I think I just melted. Hang on. <laughs> I got to pick myself back up. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> well, I thought you were from Texas at first, and I think it might be because of the tassels, and, but I... And then I think I, I saw your biography and I think you are from the East Coast, or is that right? Southeast region. So I'm actually from uh, Alabama. But what's funny is all of my family, uh, excluding me, is from Oklahoma. So I am the oh, only okay. true Alabamian here. <laughs> wow. Okay. So well, yeah. I've never been to Alabama, but hopefully one day. Yes, you need to come down, and I would love to get that set up and show you all about the state. And, of course, we go hang out at the beach, oh. which I'm sure you have a lot of that over there in, in, in the fun L.A. Palm Springs area. But, you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have uh, beautiful weather on the West Coast, but I always love coming down um, to the south in Nashville and everywhere and hanging out with some good country music. Oh, yes. Well, you know, let's <laughs> let's talk about this because, I mean, you have done, I, I mean, just a plethora of things and not to mention have met one of my favorite uh, Australian um, country music singers, Keith Urban. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things of I'm like, tell me, how did you get started in the business? You know, this podcast is all about being a dream catcher. So tell us how you've gone for your dreams and are catching them one at the time. Yeah, well, the music business, I didn't really think I was going into a business. So when you're, you know, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. the parents put you into a lot of different things. And, and most girls, it's dancing or acting or different things like that. My brother was into sport. My mom put me into tap, ballet, jazz, you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I wasn't too coordinated and I was a, a daydreamer. Mm-hmm. Guess a, a dream catcher, daydreamer. Yes. And, uh, well, I, you know, it got to the end of year concert and I always came last. 
encouragement a lot or something. So dancing just wasn't my gifting, as you would say. Right. They were like, you were great up there, but my mum said, I think we better find you something something else. Oh, my know? gosh. Hey, at least she was honest. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Um, yes. I looked good in the costumes. I looked like a ballerina. I just didn't dance like one. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like the makeup and the hair and all that. But anyway, so she... I, we were flicking through the paper, and you've probably seen this in my EPK, but, you know, mum said, would you like to learn the violin or the guitar? And I, I don't know, not many girls were learning the guitar at that stage, and it was just absolute fluke. I just said, oh, a guitar. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I'd heard about violin and that when people are practicing and getting to know the instrument, it could sound quite, you know, grating on the ears. Yes. So I said guitar, you know. And mm-hmm. um, next thing, I found this great guitar teacher, and mum called him up. You know, and uh, so mum was running Danny Land Records all the way back then. She was trying to, be, be, you know, uh, be the secretary for my little record label back then. Oh, I <laughs> love it! Took over. I love it. <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. But all I know is, I was just find, trying to find something that I was good at. Mum put me in this guitar lesson. The guitar teacher said to her, "Oh no, I was eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, her fingers are going to be too small. It's, we don't, I don't take them that young. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, can you just give her one chance and just one lesson? So I went in and he, he showed me Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and an Eagle song. And I could tell from that day that I was onto something. I, I knew I, I really, really loved it. And it's quite no, it was hard at first, you know, your fingers are getting used to it. But mm-hmm. I Mum started taking me multiple times in a week because I just got, I just fell in love with my guitar teacher's passion for the guitar, which gravitated onto me. And then I just got, I just wanted to learn everything about the guitar, all my heroes. Next thing I'm going through my dad's record collection and finding Peter Frampton and Hotel California and all that stuff and the rock and roll riffs of Rolling Stones and going, I got to figure out how these guys are making these sounds. I got to go buy these pedals. I got to go learn these riffs. Yeah. And it became, it, that became my childhood. I wasn't really going out of my room. I, 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 Mum and Dad would drop me off at school, but I, I would be still thinking about the guitar. I can't wait to get home to play it mm-hmm. so that I can finish what I was doing in the morning. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my dream. It, it was just to learn as much as I possibly could about this wooden instrument um but within not long after my couple of lessons with this guitar teacher he showed me g d c and d next thing i was writing my own songs and my cousins would come over for sleepovers and i'd come out of my room five minutes later with this song and they'd be like what the heck Where, where is this coming from and the more i started doing it the more i realized this is what I'm supposed to be doing because this is easy for me and I love it. Right. And uh, when you find something that clicks like that, which was not dancing for me. Right. (laughs) um, When you find something that you click with that you just can't get enough of, luck, I'm so blessed that my parents let me have my time to daydream and just go off into my own world for hours. And um, and my teachers at school would let me go and... um, you know, perform and use the music suite to make my art. And and that was my childhood. And the guitar took me out of my comfort zone. It, it, it made me 
part of who I am today because it gave me my confidence. Right. As a child. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That <laughs> I I love I love hearing the fact that you I, I, I talk about this a lot, so I'm in education as well. And I've always said a student knows what they want to do, like in third or fourth grade. You know, we're we're starting early, but you know, so many yeah. children do not have the um, the benefit that you and I have been given of having parents that will take the time and yeah. let us let us figure out what it is that we yeah. enjoy. And so I love hearing that that your mom and dad were so uh, pursuant to that and, and letting you chase that dream. And I mean, because my goodness, look at what it's led to. I mean, you literally tell us about tell us about this 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 video um, that went viral on social media. I have seen it and I am like, OMG, this is insane. Tell us about that. What was that like? Like you started with this dream at eight and then all the way to having this viral video. What was that like? Well, the eight-year-old Danny, or Danielle, I actually changed my name some way, somewhere along the line. I'd just call me Danny, and then everybody had to, but it, it, I really was Danielle. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I started playing guitar, I changed my name. Mm-hmm. And uh, to Danny, shortened it, and... Uh, well, the, the talent quest, the little bars dad would take me to, the rodeos. Actually, I played at some rodeos too in oh, Australia. right. Yes. I anywhere need to there go. Was, <laughs> I would play. Yeah. Anywhere there was music and there were really funny times and some heart-wrenching times too when you're driving for hours and my parents didn't know where we were going and I didn't win the talent quest. Oh, why did we come out all this way? You know, there was some really funny hilarious times mm-hmm. um and we and at some point you feel like giving up because you're like you know i've been doing this for two years right <laughs> and, I looked back and that was like nothing right. but you know the journey at times you're like what are we doing and really we don't know but it all leads to something and you got to enjoy it all of these little stories along the way because look how much you learn and grow through it all but you don't see it at the time right um so you know, in, in my, my 20s, um, you know, I used to spend all those years. I dropped out of school. My grades were going down the sink because I was spending all my time, you know, going out at night performing, mm-hmm. singing and open mic nights and anywhere, you know, little TV shows in Perth. Mm-hmm. And um, my focus was on that and it never wavered. So I said to my parents, I'm leaving school. Like, I don't want to, I don't need to be here. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, you know, I said, I want to do rock and roll. I want to, you know, do this full time and put everything I have into it. So I don't want a backup plan. Right. So they supported me with that. Never went to college. Started uh, Glenn Shorts from the Little River Band. Uh, you know, they, uh, I got to open for him, for Glenn, mm-hmm. gave me a scholarship. And, uh, you know, I was learning in my craft to the best of my ability. And, um, I'd fly over to the East Coast in, and uh, learn from the best guitarists. You know, Tommy Emmanuel and Phil Emmanuel, his brother, oh, used wow. to have this little... Um, Tommy Emmanuel, I think one of our greatest exports on the, as an acoustic guitarist in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, his brother used to just get guitarists up at this local bar in Tamworth and we'd all get to jam with him. Mm-hmm. 
And I was taking, I was getting all these amazing ideas from the people around me that I, I was like, I want to be just as good as that. And when I got the Stevie Ray Vaughan segue into that viral video, so then I got this, mm-hmm. this tape from my mum of Stevie Ray Vaughan Double Trouble live at Texas, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere down there. And I broke that, that tape. I just, I stopped it and started it with the guitar. I was like sitting in front of the TV trying to learn it all because it was easier to learn it from the visual than just the audio. So I was like trying to work out what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And years later, I, uh, you know, posted this little video from my room on my iPhone and it wasn't a professionally shot or nothing. And I just posted it. It was like 40 seconds and. Next thing, it was already getting past a million views and people just sharing it like every second. And it started going crazy on Facebook. And I was getting a lot of fans in Mexico City and Texas and all sorts. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, this took many years. But, like, there's something here. Maybe I should post more of my guitar playing. Because I was posting my original songs and getting professional cinematographers, you know, film it for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to get a couple of thousand views. But when I posted that Stevie Ray Vaughan and a Hendrix medley, I knew, wow, this is what people want to hear. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. And it really, uh, it, it really was a, a great day when that started happening. And then segue into that, um, I posted my new video, You Got Me Thinking of You. And uh, I did a professional Hollywood video for You Make Me Beautiful which CMT um, debuted, yeah. and that was a dream come true because I he- I've heard about CMT in Australia. So to one day have that support from them in America was like when I heard the news from my manager that they were going to debut that um, that music video. So I went and wrote another song with Jeff, which was um, You Got Me Thinking of You, and then that started going up the charts in the UK number one for like 11 weeks wow and um and it was independent charts and you know how on twitter there's so much support for independent music oh yes there's like so many radio stations that we can reach out to and i didn't know i thought you know where do i start but jeff kind of like cheered me on and said you know what just go for it what have you got to lose Mm -hmm. and my little koala bears my fans yes started voting for me on these indie charts and then I started saying, yep, yeah, let's, let's keep on with this song because people are starting to cover it and different things like that. Yes, I love it. That You know, I don't know about you, but I was getting chills just listening to you talking about, okay, I'm sitting here in my room where I'll post this video. You know, it's not professionally done. And, and, and I guess, too, right. that's what I love about our current state in which um, our social media world is in because... You know, there is so much talent out there that I think gets bypassed because, you know, everybody's focused on the bigger, you know, the bigger artist or, you know, what are they putting out and everything else. When we have diamonds in the rough like yourself, right. you know, uh, working on these projects. And like you. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. And entrepreneur. <laughs> you're an entrepreneur. You're doing it all. Oh, girl. Oh, it's a very detailed calendar. <laughs> 
Yes, right. But, you know, it's so rewarding. And and I love how you talked about, okay, the eight-year-old you did not see at the time, okay, well, well, we didn't win this talent competition. So, you know, what's the point? I've been working so hard on this for two years. You know, two years to a kid seems like a really long time. And then to us, we're like, okay, yeah, that's not even a 24th of the journey that you've got to go through in this business. And, um, but even not, not even, usually I look nothing like my teeth were everywhere. <laughs> I was not, I was not a little star. I did not look like a star. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I was all over the shop. My fashion was not good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, I'm thankful that it's got a little bit better over time, you know. <laughs> I love your brutal honesty. That's just great. I'm sorry. That just made my day. I hope you realize that. Yeah, well, but I see these kids now that dress so fashionable. Girl, I'm like, oh, please don't see what I used to do. <laughs> let me tell you, I told mom and them, I said, we got gypped as kids. And, and, and I feel bad for even them as kids growing up. And, you know, I was born in the, you know, 1995. So I still remember. Remember the 90s style, the hairdos, you know, it, it had its own aura about it, right? And even the 2000s, the early 2000s had its own style. But then you get into like today's world and you're like, what, what, what were we thinking? Like, what in the world were we doing? <laughs> you know? We didn't have social media. We didn't have like stuff right. to look up. And thank God we my, didn't. All my followers was Spice Girls, you know, try to dress like baby Spice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, in thrift, we most of ours were passing down clothes from thrift shops that me and my cousins would share, or my mom would say, "Oh, I got this from your other cousin." Here oh you my go. god, <laughs> I love this. This is this is great. And okay, so I told William Lee this uh, not long ago. We we've got to do a video podcast and actually yes. do. I, I'm I'm wanting to build this to where we eventually do video um, with the podcast and of course uh, stream it live to YouTube. But obviously, it's a growth and process and time. But oh my god. We have to do this because I I want to, you know, everybody has the visual of what we put on our Facebook and websites and this, that, and the other, but they cannot see what we're doing behind the scenes, which earlier I about, when you were talking about your eight-year-old self, I about fell out on the floor. I literally (laughs) did. It was just, it was great. I'm sure a lot of people, like, you know, are especially kids these days, it might take a little bit longer. They might not find what they love or what they're good at in the first run. That's why you've got to try a few different things, whether it's tennis or art and craft or different things, because you don't know until you try it. Right. So I would just encourage people not to just, not to overthink it, not to like judge what you're wearing or, yeah. or what you look like or what you sound like even, because my voice was not good at the start. So you have to just go with it. If there's a, a real deep down love for it, you mm-hmm. just have to, you know, stick in there. Well, and, and let's... You don't know what it's going to turn into. Right. And, and and let's talk about that because, you know, um, my one of my mom's favorite sayings and even my grandmother was, you know, anything that's worth having is worth working for. And, you know, you, you touched on this a minute ago about, okay... You've paved the way. It's 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 like we talk about we've paid our dues. And, and when you say that to somebody, they're like, well, what do you mean by paying your dues? You pay the time and investment that it takes to get to the level 
you are at and where you're going. It doesn't just happen overnight. I love it when people ask me, well, you know, why haven't, you know, been doing this and this, that and the other? And I'm like, you haven't been following the journey for the last 10 years. I'm like, you have to look at the business from a standpoint of it's not overnight sensational stardom. And if you look at all of the folks that are like on American Idol, um, and I mean, Keith Urban, prime example, you know, he's one of those that he had to pound the pavement for a decade in Nashville before he would even get a records label look his way. Um, So let's talk about that. You know, how... I'm sure, obviously, you faced some trials in in getting to your current position and, you know, going where you're going. Talk to us about how you handle that and how do you persevere and keep, as you say, digging in and and getting on to that next phase? Yeah, well, um, so because I've been writing since I was so young, my catalog is in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And I I used to just be building and building, but I didn't quite know what I was building it for. So when you got encouragement from your parents, but you also have people in sometimes that are closest to you that don't really see, like some people really were very encouraging, but then some people love, people love to put you down, mm-hmm. especially um, if they don't get the vision mm-hmm. or if they think, they have a different opinion, which is fair enough. You know, everyone's entitled. But because you're an artist, you are kind of a target for visually or anything. People are going to have their opinion on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I had to grow a really thick skin. And I, I think partly because I'm half Italian, you know, I already had that little bit of spiciness in me. Right. <laughs> I just go, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to do it. I know it's good. Like, leave me alone, you know? Right. <laughs> So, so I just stuck to my guns, and I'm thankful that my dad, that's the Italian side of me, and he he would come to those shows with me. So I had that strong male figure in my life, and my, da- my dad would come to the gigs, come to the bars. He would be there for every show, driving me and, and helping me set up. Mm-hmm. So through all the trials, you know, I'd try out on those TV shows, I thought, you know what, it, this is my turn now. This is my time. I can feel it. Like, I know deep down mm-hmm. I'm going to get on the show this time. And I didn't, you know. Yes. <laughs> like, I kept, like, working and working. Now, I've, you know, another year's gone by and, and I've learned, I've written, this is the song, you know, this is the hit song. I've just written it. And I, I knew it was the best one yet, you know. And mm-hmm. then, no. No, just kidding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Didn't, didn't have didn't get management didn't get on the big you know uh, Australian TV shows and I thought you know maybe I am a bit off or maybe I'm a bit a few screws loose you know yes. maybe it's in my head but then I'd perform and I'd see people crying or people coming up to me and say beautiful stories of how my music affected them and they'd go get a CD and share it with their friends so I knew something was happening. But I kept thinking, you know, wow, I I, I tried for this many years and I still can't, like, push on through to the other side. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped trying and just let kind of like my destiny, like things unfold the way they're supposed to, sometimes things left to center Mm -hmm. come come about. Like I thought I have to, like, email everyone and try to get a team behind me. Mm-hmm. because I was like, I can't do this on my own. You know, me and my dad have tried for many years and 
this is bloody hard. You know, what else do I do? And uh, it's funny because I got discovered online for one of those guitar videos through my now current uh, manager, Jeffrey Panzer, who's worked with, uh, you know, um, all the way from uh, Boys to Men to Little Wayne to all of the, you know, big stars, um, Wilson Phillips in the RE, who I, I grew up on in the RE's music. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of big Motown Universal music acts. Mm-hmm. Now, did I think I actually someone a year before that said, "Oh, it'd be funny if you got discovered online." Well, I laughed at that person because I said, "I said to them, as if I'm going to get discovered online, right?" You know? <laughs> and then you did. <laughs> I said, "I'm not Justin Bieber. I'm not going to get discovered online." You know, I've tried everything. <laughs> And, um, well, I did get discovered online out of my own never thought it would happen. Right. So isn't that funny? But the music really, um, in good in a good way, shows us some curveballs. When we think we're going to get on a show and that's going to be my path, mm-hmm. sometimes something else happens and it's better for us. Absolutely. So you know, my trials and tribulations are... You just got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it is funny because I, I there have been many times, and I'm sure you have, have <laughs> shared this feeling on numerous occasions of, you know, this road is hard. And especially when, um, as an indie artist, you know, you don't have the major financial backing of a label. So, I mean, you're having to literally do business and work out of business funds and, um, you know, manage not only, you know, yourself, your music, what you're writing, but, you know, what you're doing, when and where, and, and how are you getting from point A to point B? And I, I'm sure in, in times past, I've definitely had the thought, okay, I know this was a dream and a passion, but Lord, what was I thinking? You know? <laughs> and Yeah, yeah, I know, right? And, and you're, you're just kind of like, uh <laughs> I regret this. And then something will happen, like you getting discovered online and you're like, oh, that'll never happen in a million years, you know. And then it happens and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, really? What happened? Yeah, (laughs) but like, it's crazy because I'm going to go off into what just happened, you know, since uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, you know, I don't know how you felt as a musician, but for me, I felt like, well, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Where, where's the music business gone? You know, I guess I could keep writing, but then I was like, what for? Right. Then, but I discovered, and it's funny because, as you said, yeah, we have to self-fund ourselves. We have to get on the road. I left my home country in Australia, Perth, one of the smallest capital cities um, in the world, and, um, and, and I, I left that place on my own mm-hmm. with two guitars in a suitcase and started again completely. Wow. With, um, I, didn't, I didn't quite know how to navigate America, mm-hmm. uh, never alone Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to a big city like that. I mean, wow. Um, and, I, you know, it just fell into place. I started getting gigs and going into venues the organic way. But it's funny you said that about, like, self-funding and figuring out ways to do it as an artist. When you don't have that financial backing and you have to really get something done, um, what I learn is sometimes you have to use the resources that you have. Right. Whether that's a laptop and an interface and a microphone and that's 
and my last album, Danny's Diamonds, which is a full rock and roll record that merges into pop, country and soul and different styles. Uh, within uh, two days, my whole album was written when I got back from Nashville after working with William Lee Golden, who's an amazing artist, I believe you just interviewed. Yes, and, I did. Um, Amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I had to learn how to become a producer and, and make this album because I couldn't wait around anymore right. to, get to, to get funding from a record label. I just had to make what I had in front of me. And uh, that is that I'm thankful to my manager for actually having the faith that I could do it because I thought, you know, I don't know how to do all the engineering and all, all of that. Mm-hmm. Not nah, you can do it. I'm gonna stick by you while you do do it, and uh, and we have them. I think we're sitting on diamonds there. <laughs> no yes. one's heard. They've only had one of them. But yes. I'm so proud of this record. Like it's one of the most uh, amazing records I've ever uh, made. I love it. And I love the fact that what you are sitting here and describing is just organic, getting your hands Mm -hmm. dirty, per se, hands-on learning. You know, one of the best things, I've had people ask me, well, you know, how do you you know how to do a podcast? And I'm like, guys, I've... I, you know, most of my history is is based in radio and on-air personality talent and doing this. And I'm like, sure. Wow. I didn't know how to, you know, you know, get guests and all of this. But you learn and you, you learn through trial and error. Oh. And I think today so many people are afraid of failure that they, they cut themselves off before they even get started. Uh, it's like, well, that's no, because I may fail in it. Well, you're going to fail at something. So why not get, you know, try something that you love so you can go back again and hit it harder the second time around, you know? Yeah, even I was looking at your, uh, when I saw your podcast, I was like, wow, how did she get that on Apple and, and Spotify? How did she even learn how to get all this started? Because I know nothing about podcasts. Yeah. So yeah, for me, that looks like, whoa, that looks really hard, but you learned it and you probably find it easy now, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of folks don't realize, you know, I still have my hands in a lot of things that have to do with, quote unquote, Jesse Lynn and be a dream catcher. A lot of folks don't realize I handle and manage like my website. Um, All of my bookings at the end of the day come directly to me because I like to know who I'm working for. I like to talk to the venue that is booking us. I want to talk to the owner. I want to make sure I know who they are as a person and I understand what they expect of me. And so yeah. there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. Like like we've discussed, you know, it's not all the glitz and glam that everybody sees on our websites and mm-hmm. on social media. There's a lot of getting in the trenches and digging. And I mean digging hard because you're pounding the pavement on a road that is very... Um, unpopular in traveling because it is hard it's not just something that comes you know at your beckoning call because you've willed it into being right <laughs> it's um yeah. it's it's something that you it's you cannot ha- it's quite yeah you have to love it yes yes that that pushes through everything the, lo- the deep love for it yeah, yeah. absolutely well yeah, and that actually gets you through it all, doesn't it? It Just does. That love for it. It, it does. Yep. 
it makes those days that are hard or that you're tired because a lot of, you know, we, I don't know about you, but I do all of my driving for the big rig. And wow. when I've got the horses, I may have assistants that are with mm-hmm. me, but I'm like, I still do all the driving. I do all of the pre-production setup. We do everything post-production, you know, have the meetings, host the guys with the band, host our, you know, um, our uh, purchaser, you know, I mean, I try to make my time with them an experience. I don't want to just provide a show. I want to provide an experience. And I think you are very similar because I've seen you on your videos and obviously uh, your, you know, long armed history here of awards that I'm looking at. I'm like, you don't just get to that point by not loving every minute of what you do and it keeps you grounded and it keeps you moving forward and and I just I love that that's the raw talent that sits behind everything that you do and I just love that you drive with your horses to your shows oh yeah you have the horses in the back there yeah yeah there's there's some shows that we do that um uh like some of the rodeos uh they will hire me to do the national anthem on horseback while carrying the flag in the arena and it's cool and uh one of our most recent rodeos that we did we actually did an hour and a half pre-show before the rodeo started and so i had to of course get my crew together you know, load in all the sound equipment, get everything set up, sound check it, go take care of the horse, go get changed to get the horse situated, go in, you know, do the show, come back, change, get on the horse, start the rodeo perf, and then I could breathe. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. It's, it's fun. It is so much fun. But it, I think that just drives home the point that you've been talking about, you know, that love and passion for what you do. It, it's not something that you can teach. You're, you, that is yours. And nobody can ever take that from you. And that is, I just love that about your story. And mm. just, just getting to talk with you. I, I'm ready to come out to LA and us have a girls week. I'm just saying, I've never been, I want to go. When can we go have a girls <laughs> week? And can we like document the, the vacation? <laughs> oh my gosh. The I think that's what you call the um, what's it called the the hard yards because um, I, you've done similar to me then you're you're carrying it's the carrying all the ants the speakers the guitars to every show and you get in late at night and you got to do it again and it's the music that's the easy bit mm-hmm. when you're actually on stage yeah it's the um, I don't know about you but I have these things called Danny moments yes. So, um, <laughs> something kind of breaks or the sprinklers go off or it's always something, you know, like yes. one time on the way to the show. So I can't drive on the other side of the road. It's not going to happen. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we have the steering wheel on the other side to America and it's, we, we drive on. Yeah. So yeah, we drive on the left side. You guys drive on the right. So uh, I don't know where I am. I get, I'll get, no. Right. <laughs> so I get Ubers with all of my gear. Right. Right. And, um, Sometimes the Uber drivers are like, you're this little girl. How do you carry all of this? It's <laughs> it's called conditioning. <laughs> I said, this is my workout for the day. Right. Forget the gym. gym right. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I've had times where, you know, thing, things break and, and, and I've had, like, fans from the crowd, like, my set list. 
was like flying into the crowd. So that now I actually um, put them in plastic sleeves so that they don't go flying into yes. a river or something, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's, all, it's all part of the fun of it. Oh, it's and it's great stories to tell. And I know we are coming up on our time for for this podcast. I can already tell you we're going to have to have a part two. Um, That's just a given. And um, we are definitely going to have to set up a time to meet in person. But I I tell you, this this could be the start of something majorly fun. Yes. I want to see one of your stories as well. Oh, girl, let's do it. I, we need to have a duo show together is what we need to do and, uh, cool. and, and set that up. That would be exciting. But, uh, Danny, really quick, can you tell everybody how they can find you on social media, your website? Um, give them all the details on how to find out what you're doing. Yeah, so um, they can go to dannystefanetti.com and all my CDs and merch are on there. They can listen to my music on um, Spotify, iTunes, and then I've got a lot of um, videos on YouTube. They might might see my latest single, You've Got Me Thinking of You, but a lot of people also love The Moon Looks Pretty Tonight, so check that out. And um, all my past songs, I believe 17 Stars, Live from Big Bear, are all out now on Instagram, um, Twitter. Yeah, you can find me all over there. Fantastic. Well, Danny, we would like to thank you so, so much for joining us for this episode of the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. And folks, make sure you go check out her music and be sure to follow her on all social media accounts. You are not going to want to miss what this young lady is up to, uh, because let me tell you, she truly is sitting on diamonds. All right, folks, we will catch you guys on the trail next time. Be sure to like and follow Be a Dreamcatcher podcast and be sure to share it with your friends and we will see you guys on down the road.